investigations, the mystery surrounding the disappearance of flight MH370 could be led to rest uh, within the next hour because the Malaysian government is releasing what it terms its final report. So this is what we do know. In March 2014, the aircraft carrying 239 people took off from Kuala Lumpur Airport bound for Beijing. But less than an hour into the flight, it deviated abruptly from its planned route, turned back towards Malaysia and then out over the Indian Ocean. And it was last picked up on military radar over the Strait of Malacca and then never, never to be seen yeah, again. Never to be seen again. Why? All right, welcome to Conspiracy Corner with Lacey. And Kara. What's up, guys? Um, so today is not my topic. Um, I guess we're talking about Malaysia Flight 370? MH370, yeah. MH370. Cool, cool. What's um, it about? And what was that video? So that's just, that was one of the, like, final news reports on it. They think, they thought they had an answer. Um about what had happened they were awaiting just some final information but to this day we actually have no official answers on what oh, happened nice. or what took place and it actually like kind of it's kind of a wild ride because there is a okay so there is a theory that i think is very likely but when you just think about how they just they never found the plane never found it so, so it kind of sounds like the bermuda triangle yeah which bit. i will talk about that too Ooh, yay okay yeah. cool um but let's dive right in so um let's start with just kind of the order of events um so this is malaysia flight mh370 it is a boeing 777 aircraft so that is for your like long haul international flights i believe it's the largest of the boeing <laughs> Groups or carriers, yeah, yeah. Okay. or at least like the Boeing seven hundred carriers. Um, the to put that into perspective, what you normally ride on is a Boeing or ride in when you fly. Like if you were to fly fly from like Florida to New York or New York to Colorado, you would ride in a Boeing seven three seven, which is a standard okay. short range Airbus. Um, so on March eighth, two thousand fourteen, um, Malaysia Flight three seventy took off from. Kuala? I think it is Kuala. Kuala Lumpur International Airport to Beijing. Um, it had 239 people on board. That's an important oh number, God. and we'll it's talk like about an that. It's an episode later. of Lost. Yeah, it's <laughs> legitimately an episode of Lost. Um, except they ended up on an island somewhere, and now they, they might have ended up on an island somewhere, I guess. But um, so. I messed with the music, y'all. So, Sorry like, 2014, ear, that's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. Like five years? Um, March it's like 8th. almost it's, exactly five years. It's been exactly it's been a little five more years. Yeah, a little over. Wow. Um, and so before the flight was even en route, for one hour, radio contact was lost and the plane vanished. It would later be revealed that Malaysian Wait. military radar had continued to track the plane. What? Yeah, so it just basically... They so lose, it was in the air. Mm-hmm, and they lose all communications. Okay. And then it's just gone, and they never see it again. So from from the time that it took off, that was literally the last time they ever saw it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we are... I have a clip of the kind of the last communication with it, which is kind of eerie. It's kind of eerie to, like, listen to. 
Is um, it like with the pilots and stuff? Yeah, like okay. the uh, black boxes, I think they're called, where you like, um, you like check in. It's like a bunch of radio code, but we're going to talk about something that I think is kind of creepy. Okay. Um, and then, but, so I don't know how long later, everywhere I looked, it just said like, after this and after that. So it was some time later. Um, the Malaysian military did say like, oh no, we had track of the plane. Um, nice. And so allegedly the plane went, it was supposed to kind of, make like a u-turn because it was going it came out i'm really bad with direction y'all bear with me for a second it came out west and would have had to go back kind of like northeast like it was making like a u-turn okay but it veered south and like went off course okay um but how do they know that if they lost communication with it later the malaysian military said that they still had track of the plane so they couldn't Lies. talk to them, <laughs> but they could see like a satellite image of them. Okay. Which we'll talk Got about it. that in the theories too, because it, okay. it's not a, it's not exactly that black and white. Okay. Um, but I want you guys to hear kind of the black box communication. So I'm we are going to right play that now. Basically, they're just saying like, hey, like Malaysia 370. And then there's like an FL something. Um, So I'm assuming that's the two planes they were kind of tracking. But it's just weird. I I guess it was early in the morning, but they keep saying like, "Uh, good morning, blah, blah, blah. And then they say good night. And I'm not a pilot. I don't know if that's... But they said that twice. So that, that means they didn't disappear for like two days, at least. What do you mean? They said... They said goodnight twice. No, it's just like a sign-off. Like, this is only oh, a matter of, like, okay. an hour or so. Gotcha. Um, But it's just condensed down to, like, a minute and a half. But, yeah, so basically, um, in, like, an hour or so, they talk to all these people. It's just weird that the last... Commu- so they lose communication with them. Mm-hmm. So they say, like, uh, Malaysia 370, contact so-and-so. Like, what are you doing, basically? Um, and then the last thing he says is, goodnight, Malaysia 370. Right. Which is And then they eerie. never heard from them again. Right. So why would you ask them to, like, why would you be like, hey, where are you? Talk to this person and then be like, good night. And it could be a sign off where, like, now he was supposed to go to another person 
and contact, like, be in communication with them, and he never made it to that person. This pilot also, like, had, um, apparently had, like, his own flight simulator in his house and had tracked, like, hundreds of hours. Like, this is not some new guy. Right, like, this is... This is a very experienced pilot, so it's just weird that out of nowhere, now you have, like... It makes me feel like they're somewhere. Yeah, and some of the theories are definitely more believable than others, and we'll get into those. But I want to talk about... um, So, allegedly, it was never found. Right. Um, But on July 29th, 2015, so this is about a year and a half-ish after it went missing... One piece of wing washed up on the French island of Reunion, 2,500 miles west of the search area. Um, Other small pieces that could have been from the wreckage, including what might be pieces of the wing or engines, the wings or engine, have been found along the coast of East Africa, and researchers have claimed that these pieces uh, would have been carried by the ocean currents from the search area. So the search area was like off the coast of Australia. Right. So now, so the west coast of Australia. So now you're on the east coast of Africa. So they're saying that basically the currents carried it. Um, To this day, only three official fragments of the plane have ever been found. So. um, But they found wings. They they found a piece of the wing. Um, I looked at pictures and we can post some on our Instagram and Twitter later. But it looks like... um, None of the pieces are any bigger than like three feet, if that makes sense. Like they're not like yeah, like three feet by three feet. Pieces. Yeah, like these are not big. Pe- this is not a whole wing, right? Um, but so then, like, where's the rest of the plane? This is a huge plane. It's got more than two hundred people on it. So it just you're telling me it just vanished and there's like no trace of it. Um, so many items on commercial airlines are designed to float. Um, this includes seat cushions and life jackets. For the um, event that you're ever in, some kind of um, aircraft crash, those items are, like, created to do that. Okay. So that you would have them to survive. And these things would likely wash up on shore somewhere because there's more than 200 of them and nobody's ever found anything. Uh, the There are also many experts that mention that pieces of luggage would likely float um, I don't know what that if that means the luggage itself or like clothing and kind of like lighter items. Um, and some experts have even said that corpses would float at least initially, maybe not forever. Hmm. Um, and they could be um, corpses is less likely because uh, they are um, like prey and not prey, but you know like animals, animals would, would eat, eat them. Yeah. Um. A search of the seafloor was carried out that lasted three years and cost $130 million. And there was no sign of the gigantic Boeing 777. Wow. Yeah. Um, there was, I think it was like a year ago, some guy came forward with like a picture of a Google map image mm-hmm. that kind of looks like a plane in the ocean, but it's just, I don't know that there's a lot of substance behind that. Um, Were they able to identify it? Because um, I know it's like kind of blurry when you do like yeah, the satellite images. I mean, it, it's just kind of like, let me see if I can pull it up really quick. Um, airplane, Google Maps. 
it's kind of, I mean, it's definitely like a grainy image, and this guy like definitely zoomed in. It's a stretch, for sure. Like, it's a stretch. Yeah, but how did he get access to... Well, I think it's just like his regular Google Maps. Oh, okay, we're gonna, my computer doesn't want to work anymore. Um, Maybe if you type in 370, it'll pop up. Yeah. But, so, but it wasn't in a lot of the articles. I look, I think it's this one. But I also don't know, like, it could have been, like, a low-flying plane. Like, it's just weird to me that there's just a plane out in the middle of the ocean and nobody's paying attention to it. It also doesn't look that big, and it's supposed to be a super big plane. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks kind of, like, more like a there's 737 than a 777. Yeah. Oh, this one's really a stretch. That could just be waves. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Google <laughs> That? Some oh kind my of god dolphin. okay i can't yeah that's this is his own conspiracy diving into the seven mysterious deep sea creatures on <laughs> spotted on google earth okay i need to exit this out <laughs> um but basically yeah so this guy said look i found it and i don't know if they ever carried out a search of the area again like i said it wasn't in a lot of the sources floated. i looked at like, wherever the Google Maps would have captured that, like, it would have float away. He then. also wouldn't have been the only, like, planes probably go over that area all the time. He would not have been the only person in the world to have seen a plane floating in the ocean. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't make a lot of sense and to me. And it's a huge plane. Yeah. It's like, like, it's even more or less plane. likely. So there's this giant plane floating in the ocean and everybody else is just, like, flying oh, yeah. to Australia. Oh. Like, oh, that's no big deal. Yeah, there's other planes that would have had All the time. Gone, yeah. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. All right. So, I don't know. And then it was on Google Maps. Like, I don't know how, or like Google Earth. I don't know. They're all kind of the same thing now. But I don't know how high their, like, their vehicle used. I don't know if it's an airplane or a helicopter or a drone to get those images goes. Like, I don't know if it would go higher than a plane. And maybe it caught the plane in an image. You know what I mean? Or maybe it was like a reflection in the image. Um, it could have really been anything. Yeah. So there, like I said, there's not a lot of substance to it, and there wasn't a lot of sources that like spoke about it. Um, but I do want to. So we're gonna get into the theories now, and before I do that, I do want to play one more video clip, and um, this one they talk about. So one of the big things is that the pilot's phone was pinged where i don't know i think they say in the thing wait you said you were going it it was going from uh malaysia not malaysia um where is that kazakhstan yes okay and it was going to beijing um yes there's not supposed to be any water on that route no but that's (laughs) what i'm saying is it hold on let me look this up it made like a big U-turn, so it went west first, and then like would have had to U-turn back to Beijing, okay. but instead it veered south, so more towards Australia. Kind of seems like it got carried that way, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Officially a federal territory of, oh, it's like its own city, but where is it? Mal- yeah, so it's the largest city in Malaysia. It's also the capital, so I'm sorry that we didn't know that. But yeah, Koala, Koala, what did we say it was? Koala. I'm kind of saying Koala. Yeah. (laughs) Lumpur is in um, Malaysia. Yeah, which makes sense because it's a Malaysian 
airlines. Okay, so it was going from Malaysia to Beijing. That's literally no water. Yeah, but it made like a, I'm telling you, like a yeah, weird yeah, yeah. U-turn. And then it oh, like veered so south. That's weird. That it, it, like, okay, tell me more. Um, and like, I don't know. And it got, wait, where did the pilot's phone get pinged? Where did you say? Um, I don't know if they said, yeah. So basically it was supposed to go like this mm-hmm. and it went like that. Sorry, we're looking at a map of. We're going to post this later. Yeah. Because I, I, this is super weird to me. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if they ever said, I mean, I'm sure they did say where it pinged, but I just missed it. Um, maybe they say it in the video, but basically any expert pilot knows like you cannot have your phone on in the cockpit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I found it a pretty good representation of like, that's actually a really good picture. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to post this later on Instagram and Twitter, but like Literally, you're looking at it like, why did it go all the way to the Indian Ocean? It yeah. wasn't even supposed to go exactly. there. Exactly. It was supposed to go straight up. Apparently, I didn't know where Malaysia was because I could have... What is... Never mind. Indonesia. It's by Indonesia. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm thinking of a different country then. That's okay. <laughs> There's a lot of them over there. <laughs> there is. And, but um, now I need to know which one I was thinking of. Is that all? Okay, so anyway, um, they so basically the pilot's cell phone was turned on and pinged at some point. This could oh, have. I was thinking of Mongolia. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, it Other would go country. over water. Yeah. Okay. 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 But now it makes a little sh- bit more sense. Only for a short period of yeah, time. Yeah, it's and not the Indian Ocean. Correct. Yeah. Um, would, I don't know what that little plot of water is called, but no, it's like a sea, like the Bering Sea or something, or the Strait, one of those. Um, yeah. But basically. His phone is pinged, and they don't know if he was trying to call for help. They don't know if he was sabotaging the plane. It's just very strange. Like, why was it turned on? What was the purpose? And uh, they'll, they're going to kind of walk us through that. Sources tell CNN First Officer Farik Hamid's cell phone was on and searching for service roughly half an hour after all of Flight 370's communications mysteriously shut off. Information CNN has learned that Malaysian authorities first gave to the U.S. a while ago. It would be very rare in my opinion to have someone with the cell phone on in the cockpit. It's never supposed to be on at all. It's part of every checklist of every airline I'm familiar with. Sources say Malaysian authorities have told the U.S. that a cell tower near Penang, Malaysia, roughly 250 miles from where the plane turned around, picked up a roaming signal from Hamid's cell phone, suggesting his was the only phone turned on after the flight's transponder turned off. One U.S. official told CNN, quote, he could have tried to do something with the phone. We don't know. So it it was pinged in Malaysia. Lacey just made that point, and it um. But like they made it out of Malaysia, and then they veered well, left. So yeah. So at about an hour, they. So we're gonna kind of give you guys the timeline here. Maybe we should have made this more clear. Uh, but I do want to put the map into perspective really quick. Yeah. So um, so it was supposed to go from Malaysia to uh, Beijing, China. So it should have went through the South China Sea. But it it went into the South China Sea and veered into the Indian Ocean. And then, like, went south. Which was, like, the Gulf of Thailand-ish area. Yeah. Um, Which is, like, what? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I I read a little bit ahead, um, but a a hijacking could be a a good conspiracy. I would agree with you if they found the plane. 
because where maybe it was a hijacking gone wrong <laughs> where is this plane like, <laughs> but um you were gonna make a point about something else yeah so the, the, i just kind of want to put the timeline into perspective um i know we talked a little bit about the order of events but i i wanted to um talk about so they um i've totally just dropped my train of thought they leave malaysia and then an hour into the flight or a little less i think it was like 50 something minutes they lose all communication so 30 minutes after that after the communication is lost is when the cell phone pings how long an hour an hour and a half after takeoff okay so they didn't make it very far no no and that's before they lost do you know how long the flight is do you happen to know that um well it should not have been very long i don't think but no i don't i don't know that anywhere you're just going through the south china sea that's it yeah. Well, and Thailand a little bit. Um, so there's a couple, like, major theories. Um, but I kind of want to start with, like, the less believable ones. Um, so the first one is the alien abduction, abduction theory. Nah. I really, <laughs> really wanted some substance to this. Like, I, I looked and looked and looked and, like, even into, like, the depths of Reddit, which I try and stay out of. But, um, I mean, that's just its own wormhole. But, so, the only thing that was, like, the reasoning for the alien abduction was the fact that there was increased UFO sightings in Malaysia at the time. um, And, like, that was it. That's the only support they have. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, I wanted something, like, somebody saw something or said something. Like, I wanted someone to... I find it very hard to believe that no one saw this plane go well, over we're gonna, this city. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Because there are apparently witnesses, but I don't know. I don't know how. Mm. A lo- okay, the problem with a lot of these theories, is they all started with like one person who was like, this is the theory. And then everyone else was like, okay. Right. Um, so, and they are all like aviation specialists and stuff. But but still, yeah, it's just like it looks like the way a lot of theory like I could pinpoint one person to the start of each theory, which I did. And I have all their names. Um, (laughs) The other one that's not as likely is that Asian Bermuda Triangle, which we talked a little bit about last week when we talked about the Bermuda Triangle. Um, So apparently there's also an Asian Bermuda style triangle. So it's um, over. I don't remember the three Is points it India now. India area? It was like China. So if they were going to Beijing, they would have crossed through it. But they never made it that far. No, they didn't make it that so far. So there wasn't a lot of substance to this theory either. And um, many people just in general discredit the Asian Bermuda Triangle entirely. I would also. Uh, because they didn't quite make it into the the like the center of, right. of even the South China Sea. But even just in general, like if you were to ask somebody from like Asia or Indonesia. Yeah, they're of course going to say that. Yeah, if there was even a Bermuda, like if, if there's an Asian Bermuda Triangle, like most of them are like, no. <laughs> um, and then the other one is, oh no, those are all, okay. So we're going to dive into the biggest one now. And then we have... Two more pretty big ones, and then, like, a really realistic one. But it just... A lot of... The the problem is some of these theories are really believable. The biggest issue is that... There's really no substance. There's no plane. Oh, there's no plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I mean... Some of these have some, have some meat to them, but it, the problem is the plane. Like, if you could find the plane, <laughs> then... 
like we would have i don't know so but we're gonna go into the hijacking theory so aviation expert jeff wise um stated that 20 employees of Freescale Semiconductors. It's an avionics firm that specialized in stealth technology. Um, we're on the plane. Uh, and that he thinks the plane crashed in one of the most remote, remote parts on Earth. Which would make sense as to like why it wasn't found during these searches. If it's like this super remote part of the Earth. But by now it would have shifted with the sea. So that one's kind of hard. But... When re-examining, when re-examining the satellite data, Wise and other aviation experts believe that the plane did not veer south and that it actually went north. An incorrect data was sent to the satellite. Um, How is that? I'm going to talk about that in just okay. two seconds. Oh my god, I have so many questions. Yeah. All right, keep going. Wise also mentions that there was a Russian and two Ukraine passengers on board. Um, this is his theory, not mine. I'm not out to get Russia. Um, but he stated that the Russian, so very little is known about these three people anyway, like just in general. Um, you know, when people go missing and when, um, people pass away, there's always all this like stuff to celebrate them. So there's not a lot of information on these three particular passengers. Um, but the Russian had a hobby of scuba diving and the two Ukraine passengers came from Odessa, which is a former Soviet naval base. Um, Wise notes that nothing else is known about the passengers. Um, He believes that they came on the plane with a bag of scuba (laughs) scuba gear, slipped into the electronics and equipment bay, which is like a huge thing on a plane. Um, And on this particular plane, it would have been in first class. So the Russian gentleman was in the front of first class and the two Ukraine gentlemen we're in the back of economy. So they have the front of the plane and the back of the plane covered. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, he believes that they got into this equipment thing and um, they... I just lost my place in my notes, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, he, they cut communication, uploaded a dummy signal, and depressurized the cabin. Now... The dummy signal is what the military would have seen when they were still tracking the plane. So that's why there there are reports that, like, that's not really where it went. So um, that's, like, if that's true, we have no idea where this plane went. So we might not even be looking in the right areas. So if pieces of debris are washing up on in the North Pole... I mean, we're not going to know because the plane wasn't supposed to go there. It wasn't tracked to go there. Does that make sense? Right. So I, so basically the, the theory is the Russians hijacked the plane and basically like mm-hmm. blocked all signals so that they could, but they were also scuba diving people. So for all we know, they could have jumped ship. They could have left the ship. They also, or the plane, <laughs> Sorry, they I also could have used the scuba gear to breathe when the cabin was depressurized. So this would have allegedly oh, like knocked everybody out. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, now, while it would be hard to hide a Boeing 777, Wise notes that there's an area in Kazakhstan in the Baikonur, Baikonur Cosmodrome, Cosmodrome, this is where um, 
This is partially leased by Russia, and it's used to it's used to launch rockets to the space station. There is uh-huh. now a large patch covered with rubble about the size of a 777 in this Baikonur Cosmodrome. What? Yeah. What? Do they have a picture of this? A satellite? Image? I'm sure you could look it up. I would Google it. Google Baikonur Cosmodrome. Um, Wise doesn't have much to offer as far as an alibi, except that the 20 employees... Alibi. I don't know that alibi is the right word for that. As much for like a reason... But basically that the 20 employees were kidnapped by the Russians to create stealth cloaking systems. Um, So he believes that these passengers got on this plane, took it over, knocked everyone out, took the plane where they needed them to go, repressurized the cabin, and like got these 20 people that they... Lord knows what they did with the other people if this is true. You know what I mean? Because they wouldn't have needed them. I don't even know what I'm looking for. Just put like, oh. yeah, something like that maybe. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. It's like Do a I... launching pad, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so basically, so that's the like huge hijacking theory. But, and stay with me because this part involves math. Um, <laughs> so there may be passengers on the plane that were not accounted for. The official reports all claim that there were 239 people on board, but this doesn't add up. There were 228 seats sold, not including two lap children. There were claims... Okay, so at that point, we're at 2.30. Okay. okay. But there were claims that four people did not board the plane. So then that puts us back to 26. Mm-hmm. So that's 224 passengers plus two infants is 226 and 12 crew. That's only 238. So who is the extra person? And how did they get away with like being on the plane without being accounted for but they're accounted for as far as like head counts by flight attendants but as far so as the like, head count was 239 is what you're saying right and it's but very likely only be that it could just be wrong or something but yeah there should only be 238 people on the plane are they sure they didn't double count someone well that could also be we can't exactly ask them no <laughs> but can't. yeah so it could be a simple error it could be a possible terrorist it could be i mean there's just a lot like why why is 238 not the official number why is 239 the official number hmm yeah yeah. so who's the ex-person kid (laughs) (laughs) who are they where are they um and it's it's assumed that all these 239 people passed away correct I would I would say at this point I mean unless they really did kidnap these 20 employees of this stealth program stealth cloaking system program for the Russians but they probably would have killed everybody else if they didn't need them okay next (laughs) um so that's it as far as the hijacking theory again that was started by aviation expert Jeff Wise so um but that one I think that one definitely has the most to it the problem is we still don't have a plane. At least we have numbers, though. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that there was an extra person... Yeah, which is strange. Um, is weird. Okay. Um, cool. So the next one is either pilot or co-pilot suicide. So it's like a murder-suicide. Mm. Okay. Um, this one's weird, too. Again, going back to... This guy has like years of experience and like hours and hours hundreds of hours under his belt but he also has like this flight simulator at home like he genuinely clearly enjoys doing this 
So I don't know that he would, but I mean, I don't know if he was feeling suicidal, maybe he would feel better doing it in the place where he is the happiest. Oh, but it's just hard to think about like, if you love doing it that much, it's just one of those things. Like we don't really, I'm not a psychologist and I don't, I'm not a suicide expert. I'm in psychology, but I'm definitely not a psychologist. So, but (laughs) this one has piqued my interest. Yeah. So Canadian, so this was started by Canadian aviation expert, Larry Vance. And he actually said he is 100% certain that it was a pilot murder-suicide. He believes that either the pilot or the co-pilot took the plane to a remote part of the ocean, which goes back to the like hardest part to get to from the last theory, um, and made it disappear forever. Vance spent 18 months writing his book, MH370, Mystery Solved. He was not part of the official investigation by the Australian Transport Safety Bureau, but claims that according to the debris found, the flap system was positioned downward and the plane entered the water at low speeds. I just want to say that. <laughs> Meaning it would go straight under the water if it was like headfirst? Is that what they're it, claiming? Basically, yeah, it was going headfirst into the water. Okay. Um, my only problem with this is, like I said, there's only three pieces of debris that have been found at this point. And they are not any bigger than like three feet. So how he got all that information from I mean he is an aviation expert and I am not but I just feel like you need more than a three by three panel of a wing to know that like it was in this downward position at a low speed <laughs> but maybe based on like well if how it were it at up, a low speed there would be less damage on the wing then if you were at a high speed, there probably would be more dense in it just because of how fast you're going into the right, water. Right, it might just like kind if, of disintegrate. Yeah, if you jump from a certain height, mm-hmm. you are going to die. Yeah, no, definitely. Like straight into the water because of the impact yeah, that it right. has. So I can yeah. kind of I can see why that would be a thing. Yeah. Um, his theory is not widely accepted though, and the former head of the Australian Transport Safety Bureau has stated that the evidence is not yet sufficient to draw as firm a conclusion as you appear to have done. So mm, basically I agree with that. Yeah. So basically he's saying like you cannot be a hundred percent certain because you don't have a plane. <laughs> when you right. have a plane, come back to us. My question is have if if they wanted to test his theory, I mean he is an expert. Quite mm-hmm. frankly, he can't be 100% certain, but they can test his theory in, like, having a f- whatever flap system going downward into a water at low speeds. They can test whether or not. Yeah, and they probably do have, like, simulated tests of stuff like that when right. they're, like, building planes. And before they send them out, like, they kind of have to know what's going to work. The, yeah. yeah. The same way they do, like, crash tests with cars and stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure they do some kind of stuff like that, but it just goes back to, like, We don't have a plane. And regardless of how this plane went into the water and whether it disintegrated or blew up or scattered through the ocean, Mm -hmm. there are things on a plane that are designed to float to help you survive. And right now we are missing 239 people, one of whom we don't know anything about. We don't even know who it is. Yeah. And an entire plane full of luggage, chairs, food. I mean, all of this stuff. And nothing got washed up. No. Except yeah, just those three, three panels, which could have come from probably literally any plane in the world. Yeah. <laughs> don't they have serial numbers, though? Just I don't like know. everything else? Yeah, they definitely do, but I don't know how much of the plane is marked or how much of the wing is marked or how much right. of the front end is marked. So really, for all we know, couldn't even be a part of the Boeing 777. Right. Right. Okay. 
or could be part of a Boeing 777. I think this theory has substance. The shot. Oh, the pilot one? The okay. pilot suicide? Yeah. No, I, I definitely do. I, I don't know that I fully believe it. I don't think that you can be 100% certain without testing it and yeah. seeing if you can recreate it. But, um, yeah. I'm, I, this one has interested me. The hijacking one, I I could also believe, yeah. but I, I kind of feel like the pilot suicide might... The hijacking one makes a lot of sense to me. The pilot suicide one makes a lot of sense. The pilot, the the hijacking one, the only problem I have, okay, yeah, sure, if you're going to kidnap these 20 people, whatever. But if you're not going to kidnap these 20 people, why? Why did you hijack this plane? But usually when you hijack people, there's a reason. Yeah. Right? Well, they work for like, what's it called? Um, Stealth cloaking systems. What What am I thinking of? Ransom. Yeah, but wouldn't you wouldn't just steal twenty people just because? Would well, you? no, they wanted these specific employees from this specific company to make this specific technology, allegedly. I mean, we don't know. We never met him. We never talked to him. We didn't get to ask him. Okay, but I mean, so like, I can understand, but that's just some very like James Bond stuff. Like, we kidnap these twenty people and we're gonna force them to work in our factory and make stealth technology this doesn't make any sense and then would you anymore. trust them because wouldn't they make technology if i was kidnapped <laughs> and forced into making sense like technology like if i was an expert at making airplanes going really fast right and i was kidnapped do you think i would make a plane that goes really fast and doesn't like explode like why wouldn't you create something that I would feel like, like you can't make a plane that doesn't explode no that does explode oh you want it I to want explode, it to explode. Well, all of them because it's got kidnappers. It's got an engine. Yeah, but I could put something in it that, like, when it's light, when it's like started up, it explodes. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, like I would like not a timing thing. Be a trustworthy employee if I was kidnapped because at the end of the day, you're going to kill me anyway. Oh, you're saying the people that he kidnapped, if if he wanted them to build it, they would make it that way. Well, they could. They have the ability to if they're. It's they just keep talking but about they it's don't like build the plane stealth cloaking systems all that makes me think of is like time travel for some reason (laughs) like I don't or like that yeah that they could make planes go really fast that are really quiet like weapons essentially so I I think the hijacking one has some substance I definitely think the plot suit the plot suicide the pilot suicide I cannot read like letters are so hard I don't know why I just like mix them up all the time pilot suicide that thing is definitely a good theory too like that's a strong theory but again, like, if it was just a suicide, he wouldn't care. Is that a bed? No. Yeah. If that, um, sorry, there's, like, a guy playing guitar nearby. <laughs> oh, if he wants. Um, but I just think, like, if you, okay, if your only goal is to kill yourself and all the people on the plane, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't care about hiding the plane. Wouldn't you, though? Because it doesn't seem like he was trying. What are they going to do? Arrest you? Well, no. What I'm saying is, if you want, if since the plane clearly has disappeared, <laughs> if you wanted the plane to disappear because you wanted these twenty people for yourselves because he didn't hold a ransom. Oh no, we're back on the suicide. Oh. So I'm saying, like, suicide. if your if your only goal is to kill yourself and everybody on board, you don't care if the plane is ever found. You're Unless he had something on the plane he wasn't supposed to have. Well, and I, okay, I want to touch on this for a second because it's not in my notes because I didn't find a lot about it and I hate when I don't have, like, reputable sources to find stuff. But apparently there was cargo on board that was kind of mysterious. 
Um, I don't know a lot about that theory. I don't know if that has anything to do with the pilot. It might have nothing to do with the pilot. It might have to do with some random person on board or this unknown person on board. But there are reports of like, they called it mysterious cargo. Um, But again, it wasn't a super reputable source and it was only on like one or two articles. So I didn't include it. Did it it say what it was? No, it was never, it was never disclosed and obviously it was never found. See, that makes sense as to why we haven't found the plane. If there's really this mysterious cargo. I'm thinking there is. <laughs> um, okay. Let's, let's go on to the next one. So the next one is that the plane was shot down. And so I found two separate theories on this. Um, both include it being shot down. So Mark Dugain, he's a French former airline director. He believes that the U.S. military shot down MH370 hmm. to avoid a 9-11 style attack on a military base in the Indian Ocean. And then hid the evidence. This could be why only certain pieces have been found. So they would have been like straggler pieces. So if they shot down the plane and then they worked to get it out of the water, they could have just missed a piece and it would have washed up on shore eventually. Um, But Noel O'Gara, he's an Irish private detective, believes the plane was shot down by Malaysian military accidentally, believing there was going to be a terror attack and used the murder-suicide story to cover up their mistake. According to O'Gara, um, there were five witnesses that saw the plane come down. So earlier you, you mentioned, like, well, nobody saw it. Apparently five people in Australia did, or New Zealand. I think it was New Zealand, off the coast of New Zealand. Um, but that's another thing. It's, like, only five people. And, like, where were they? Were they together? It just He just kept saying, like, five witnesses. Five wi- the five witnesses I talked to were the five witnesses. Well, five witnesses that came forward. Right. And those other witnesses, if there's, let's say there's 300, they might have been hushed. (laughs) Maybe. So, um. But I kind of believe the second one. Mm -hmm. They kind of go together. I don't, I I didn't even know we had a military base in the Indian Ocean. Um, Oh, we have military bases everywhere. I, yeah. (laughs) um, But I I guess, I don't know if I believe that one so much, but, because usually, I mean, the U.S. doesn't just shoot down things just because. At least I hope not. Um, That's its own conspiracy. Um, but, yeah, I, I could kind of believe the Malaysian one only because they have their flight schedules. So the plane was not supposed to come back through Malaysia. So if they right. thought it was... and If they thought you know it was I mean? doing something suspicious, they might yes. have just shot it down. Yes. And then been like, he was going to kill himself, or he killed himself. Weird. Yes. So it could have been their own mistake. Yeah. So This one is believable. I don't know yeah. that I believe the first one, but the second one, they I They kind I of I go together, that. though, because they both kind of talk about a terror attack in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. That's um, true. So maybe they're just two parts of the same story. Quite possibly. But they're listed different, and they're by different people. Maybe Malaysia got U.S. help. Yeah, or vice versa. Or vice versa. Um, but... It would also, this, the only thing about this one is it explains why the plane is gone. Because we all know the U.S. can cover up a lot of stuff. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure Malaysia can too. I'm sure a lot of places can. I'm sure everywhere can. I'm sure all the governments know how to cover things up. Yeah. But, or militaries. Sorry. That was not a stab at the government. Anyway. (laughs) um, Please don't kill me. Um, But they, yeah, like they could have scooped all the pieces out and buried them somewhere for all we know or burned them or 
dug a hole in the Arctic and we'll never see him again. You know what I mean? Like, um, that one, that's the only one to me that makes sense about where the heck the plane is. So is that your one, your most believable one, you think? I just, the only thing I lack in this one, and this is the thing, is like where there is room for believing, there's room for error. Because right. the only thing that is missing from this one is like, why? Why was there a random terror attack in the Indian Ocean? Of all the places in the world. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't have any issues with Malaysia. No, or in the middle of the Indian Ocean at the time. No. I don't think we, we ha- haven't I, had problems I don't think over there we in a while. still have problems in the, like no. in the middle of the Indian Ocean like this random air force base. And again, this goes back to like I am not in the military. Maybe we do have issues. I am not in the like <laughs> FBI or the CIA. Like I don't know where issues are that they're taking care of and sweeping under the rug. What I do know is it just seems very unlikely and there's not a why. This one has a lot of where's, like where the plane could be and where, you know, it went down and all this stuff, but then like why did it why did it happen? There's a lot of whys in all these series. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Um, so this is the most realistic one. And also the last one. And the last theory, yeah. Well, okay, so it's not actually the last theory, it's the last theory I'm gonna give you. <laughs> I I had to weed through like really crazy stuff and it just well, yeah, I like picked the most believable ones, even the aliens. But um, I believe in aliens. There was some crazy stuff out there. I mean, you could dive into a really deep hole, but a lot of the stuff goes deeper into the three theories we just talked about. Now, kind of in the depths of the internet, in like tucked in a back corner, I found this one. And this is, I think, the most realistic, but again, there's still questions. No matter what theory I give you, there's going to be questions. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Um, so this is false in the plane. And so well-documented faults in the Boeing 777 planes were where there were issues with cracks that could lead to mid-air breakup or dangerous drops in pressure. So um, these were obviously not very well-documented because it was a little harder to find information on them. Um, But basically, the planes were going through some stuff. They were finding cracks, and they were, like, breaking up or the pressure was dropping uh, mid-flight. So there was a final warning by the Federal Aviation Administration that was issued two days before MH370 vanished. So basically there was another one. Um, That one had a lot to do with a fuel line too. So this is your like by the books answer. Like there was a problem with the plane. And right now they're having problems with the 737s. They're grounding them. Um, If you've flown in the United States recently or like Canada or maybe Mexico. I mean there is... Like, they're grounding planes. There have been issues with them, um, and they've been really hard at work now on that's those. that's very interesting. Yeah, so... These cracks, does it say... Does it mean, like, all over the plane, or are there specific places where these cracks are happening? I think it was just, like, in the infrastructure. Like, there wasn't... It didn't say anything about, like, always in the engine area, or always in the tail end, or only on the wings. It just said, like, cracks. Right. So then my question would be, they found pieces of mm-hmm. the plane. Did those particular pieces of the plane have cracks in them? That is not answered. I didn't see anything that related the two. They were almost viewed as like independent theories. So, I don't know. 
But this, yeah, this one I thought was really interesting because... This one is very interesting. This could, this could sum it up. But the thing that goes back to is like, what, then where's the plane? Because if it was a <laughs> mid-air breakup... There'd be more pieces. There would be pieces That was my thing everywhere. when you were reading it. Like scattered. If it broke up in mid-air, think about that. If it broke up in mid-air, there would be pieces scattered everywhere. There would have, there definitely would have been more pieces found. Yeah. Like, if that were the case. So, like, this is a believable, but, like, also it has a lot of errors. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, there's still questions. All of them leave you with questions. Oh, boy. Final verdict. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do we, let's, let's take a little music break. Like, a two-minute music break. Two minute? Okay. Yeah. What? No, a minute. Just a minute. (laughs) I need to think this over for a second. We're going to be right back. I don't know that that was a whole minute, but we're back. No, because <laughs> I, I could sit here and think about this forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my final verdict is I, I believe the pilot's suicide the most. Okay. Why he wanted it to disappear and kill 239 people in the process, I have no idea. But I think there are little branches from pilot suicide that either lead to a hijacking or the shot down. So... Yeah, I think I think there's a connection with the pilot and someone else. And it's very likely that the pilot knew the unnamed person. That's what I was there's thinking. There's no info yes. on this person. So yeah. we don't actually know. We don't know if it was a miscount. We don't know if it was an extra person. Yeah. Um, what I will say is I think I think the hijacking theory is it's just so hard to hijack a plane. I mean, I don't know. But <laughs> just with with 9-11 and added security just worldwide, I can't see. First of all, you're telling me these guys got, like, scuba gear on a plane? Can you fly with scuba gear? Can you put that in your carry-on bag? I don't know that you can bring oxygen tanks unless it's a medical <laughs> yeah. purpose. And they very well could have played the medical thing. Like, oh, I need this oxygen tank. But Now, if that were the case, then maybe. Yeah, now, if there were three people with oxygen tanks, I'd be like, mm, <laughs> suspicious. But then, like, what did they do with a giant plane? So, that one... I don't understand. There's the, the thing that I want to know is why the plane had to disappear. And that's why the, the whole maybe having mysterious cargo on ship, and mm-hmm. I think the pilot might have known about it, and I think either got roped in with the government or roped in with a terrorist. That's my theory. That's or what maybe I think the pilot really. found out, or maybe the wrong person found out about it. Or maybe the pilot didn't want it to get to where it was going. Yeah. Possibly. And maybe, and maybe he... that extra person was the person that wanted it to get to that other place. Right. Wow, there's a lot of what ifs in this freaking But theory. it just goes back to like, how did an extra person get on this plane? Because like, just think about airport security, like how crazy but it is. But if they had an in with someone who puts luggage in the plane 
it's also an international flight, which is hard. Like, it was going from Malaysia to China. Like, you so, got a lot of checkpoints there. Yeah, like, there's just a lot. There's a lot of questions. The pl- the pilot suicide is definitely believable, but I just, somebody who's... Or maybe someone didn't get off the plane. Because the planes, like, so maybe the plane came in it, from somewhere else? I think it was a group of four people. Oh, you I see, see what, what I you're mean? saying. So like maybe from a previous flight. Yes, maybe one person. Where did person. they hide? Well, maybe no in this... Idea. Okay, mysterious maybe, cargo. Well, they could have been the mysterious cargo, or they. There's this thing. Where is this? What is this thing that he hijacked? The um, the the thing that has the. Why can't I ever find anything in my notes when I need to find it? <laughs> uh, electronics and equipment bay that he apparently that the Russian man apparently snuck into to cut communication and depressurize the cabin. Yeah, so somebody could have hidden there. I mean, I don't know. There's probably all kinds of places to hide on a plane. I also don't know, like, what a 777 looks like. Now I'm thinking that someone, yeah, now I'm thinking someone came from a different country, a Russian pop, maybe. I, I, I don't know. The theory is Russian, so yeah, I'm just sticking with Russian. Yeah, they're out to get Russian. the Russians, yeah. Um, I don't know why. But, and maybe that one person, and then the other group came in, mm-hmm. and maybe that one person had their gear already in place. Yeah. This, yeah. I think it quite possibly might be a terrorist attack. But it just goes back to why. Like, what were they after? I mean, I guess these 20 people who could have made this stealth cloaking system that travels yeah. through time and makes war weapons. I don't know. It's very bizarre. We it's definitely just, want to hear your theories. Yeah, we definitely do. I can't wrap my head around one. I think the fault in the plane is interesting because there was an actual issue with the planes at the time. Um, and then Like a documented it could thing. the hijacking yeah. to the shot down like those could almost go together. I know you said that when we mm-hmm. went on the break. So it's just I don't know. I don't know. There's a giant plane missing somewhere and nobody ever found it and it has 239 people on board or 238. Yeah. Debating on whether or not that 39th person left was there in the first place. If he had scuba gear was double counted. I mean, you just don't know. Like we don't even know if this person existed. It could have been a wrong head count. It could have been, yeah, it could have been a double count. Oh, my God. Okay, let's let's do the <laughs> prophecies, because this is just, this is, I, I could sit here all day and say, what if, what if, oh, my God. Um, do we want to do both prophecies today, a little double whammy? We can. We have enough time. Um, so the first one, so we picked some prophecies that were about Russia, just because it seemed to be a running theme. Um, the first one is from Nostradamus, and he had said that from far away there shall be an hostile incursion with the people who will be unprepared. Because of this sad undertaking, the air will become unbreathable and darkly colored. Heads Ooh. of state will be afflicted from all sides, and from 1917 to 1922 will this occur. Um, I'm assuming this meant that there was going to be a n- nuclear war from 17 to 22. I'm not aware of one happening um he could also mean world war one I. I don't know when that took place mm, sure. 14 to 18 so no that wouldn't have even been the same time it would have been after actually so yeah just a little food for thought I apologize I forgot to write down where I got this one I'm trying to find it but I don't know where I got it but um it's basically a little story in in the Bible, I think. I think it comes um, from the Bible because it talks about Ishmael. Yeah, so Ishmael would be a great nation. In the Bible, God promised Abraham and Hagar that Ishmael would become a great nation. And this is in quotes. 
And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man, his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren, uh, which basically means defying all his kinsmen, mm-hmm. or kinsmen. Um, and this was a James Mephiat translation. Um, and then it goes on to say, And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. And that's in Genesis sixteen eleven to 12, and then 17, 20. 20. Yeah. Um, now the brother of, of Ishmael was Isaac, and his descendants are the modern-day peoples of the United States and the British Commonwealth of Nations. The prophecies of Genesis are for the end time. Um, and this is like, it brings it all together. The birthright blessings of Isaac, Esau, so? yeah. and Ishmael all have the same element to them. And the rise of Russia is in exact sequence to Britain and America. Russia's rise to the world power actually began before World War II, it began back in the great European co- colonial expansion of the 17th through the 20th centuries with the Russian Empire and Russian Revolution. That's pretty crazy. Imagine yeah. if the Bible, like... It's the a prophecy. Well, yeah. But if imagine if the Bible is like, these like people it speaks about are like mm-hmm. full countries or like full groups of people in present Within, time. Oh my God. You just blew my mind. <laughs> like, like the Bible <laughs> refers to them as one person, as a, like a form of like code. I've never dissected the Bible. Like I this. have not either. <laughs> like I don't, I, but like when it says like, it's talking about Isaac, Esau, and Ishmael, and then it's comparing them to Britain, America, and Russia. Could you imagine if like really the Bible's written, the whole thing's written in code? <laughs> think about this. My brain hurts. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, Thanks, guys. If you have theories about MH370, please let us know. We are on Instagram and Twitter at... No, I do that every time. (laughs) One time I'm going to get it right. Uh, At Conspiracy Corner VC. Um, We do have one more big transportation theory coming at you next week. and We'll give you that hint on Saturday. Yeah, and then Monday... Monday. Here we go. That's when our next show is. It's been Monday, guys. It's been the Monday, East Monday of my life um but then next week we will give you our hint for our may series which is going to change gears a little it'll be nice i forgot what may is but i'm excited (laughs) (laughs) all right um all right see you later guys bye bye